1: Hello, and welcome back to the Mass Singer Rehap-Up Podcast. We're here today to talk about Season 5, Episode 10 of the Mass Singer. That's right, the feisty five is in the building, about to become the fearsome four, something like that, probably. But we'll talk about the five for now. I am your host, Puya the Airfriars and Vakili, back at it again once more. And of course, I'm never here on my own. I've always got to have my rider die with me. That person is Liana, the can opener, Boris. Liana, how are you doing today?
2: crank crank <laughs> is, that what, is that what can openers sound like? You.
1: So I've been meaning to talk to you about this and I keep forgetting you don't have to respond to whatever I give you as a name
2: I but the, what? so then you what's chose, the point? it just it, so it goes unnoticed
1: so to open up season 5 episode 10 of the past singer podcast you decided your first words would be crank crank
2: <laughs> crank crank Let's go. Uh, Why? Well, I, 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 look, I, I can't explain it, okay? But it made sense in the moment, okay? Because Crank, Crank. I don't have a lot of time to think, right? Because you're telling me the thing that I am, and then I must immediately say, Hey, Booyah, what's up? I'm the can opener, Crank, Crank. It doesn't, it's a whatever. Fine. Here's what I was also potentially thinking of saying as you were doing the introduction, which was I'm so happy that you pointed out that it was the feisty five because I watched the episode and thought I heard spicy five. And I thought that was so lazy because they had the spicy six and they're just going to keep it going with the spicy five. No, no. I had wax in my ears. Feisty five. So I like that. I like the alliteration. And I'm also happy. What was your suggestion?
0: Feisty four. Fearsome no. four. What am Fearsome I? More? What am
1: I? Lazy like the mass producers that you heard?
2: <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah. Okay. So good. So good. Happy. Overall happy.
1: Overall, very, very, very happy. Yeah. I and mean, Honestly, that is a great descriptor for what I felt about this episode. It was very, very happy. Um, it was a very fun episode. Very light. We moved the needle. We're now at, we're going to be at, at four next time. Um technically we're at five if you count the clue will do which will be unmasked next week so mm-hmm. exciting stuff is coming through but we're here to talk about this episode And this episode
2: sh- threw me for a loop I know that you were saying oh this is fun I really enjoyed this but this episode I think really showed me how competitive and I've been saying it right so I shouldn't be surprised but when the piglet who I maybe, maybe would have put a little bit lower on the rankings comes out and kicks butt. Oh my gosh, my, my whole world was thrown for a loop. Now, the Russian dolls ended up going home, which I think both you and I agree is the right place for them to leave because while they are talented singers, the gimmick is kind of over with. So I'm happy with the ultimate outcome. But the actual, and when we go B by beat, the actual show is a little bit jarring for me.
1: Thousand percent. It was thousand percent the right result for me. But I, I do, I think this is a very live season right Meow? I think that anyone can win of the remaining four. I don't think anyone's mm. out for the count. Um, even, and I'm going to be honest here, even my boy the chameleon, who I've been feeling like is going to be coming up soon, maybe even next week. I'm not willing to ride, ride off the chameleon either. It's a very live final four to me.
2: Mm. I. Yes, I'm. Um, I, uh, I I may rule out the chameleon.
1: I know, but we did that. <laughs> we did that last week, and look, look what happened. So I, I know feel like that's
2: true. No, you're yeah, you're you're exactly right. And the, if when I went back and I listened to each of the performances, the chameleon's performance was the one that I really I, I was most impressed by. The piglet, but this performance was one that maybe it was a song choice, but I was vibing with it and I had a great time. So yeah, well, I can't really complain.
1: Yeah, we'll get to the. I have some thoughts about the chameleon and and the chameleon's success on the show. They do start us off with. First of all, we have a guest panelist this episode, mm. and it's none other than Holy Moly's <laughs> Rob Riggle is here. What is AKA, Holy Moly? It's the show that Rob Riggle
2: hosts. Oh, that's a that game TV show, show you're telling me about. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah it's, the- it's
1: a game show that is themed after mini golf.
2: It's on ABC. Yes. <laughs> so when I made that joke when we watched it, it actually didn't hold up because he is indeed on like network television. It's on ABC.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Wow. You hear the series features contestants competing against each other in a series of head-to-head sudden death matchups on a supersized mini golf obstacle course.
2: <laughs> I should compete in that. No, well, you like, should here's
1: the here's the kicker is that Steph Curry is also involved with this show.
2: Oh, I'm looking at pictures right now. This seems wild. Maybe we should check it out. Should we do a one-off podcast on Holy Moly?
1: Maybe. Um, This (laughs) year, on February, they announced the series was ruined for a third and fourth season. The third season is titled Holy Moly 3D in 2D.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that sounds like a parody. That sounds like an SNL skit. That doesn't sound real.
1: It's true. It's a Holy Moly in 3D. In 2D. (laughs) Wait. If if anyone, what if they had like a celebrity edition or they had a guest on and Harry Styles comes on, is it then holy moly in 3D and 2D with 1D? Because that's too much.
2: (laughs) Holy moly 3D and 2D. That's so dumb! Oh, I love it! Okay, it's set for premiere June 17th. you want to do a one-off podcast on Holy Moly 3D and 2D? No!
1: What are you <laughs> talking can't. about? This is like <laughs> you watching Tag all over again. Although I think this would be more fun because we both like balls.
2: <laughs> I can't even say. That's what Okay, a few thoughts. First of all, I can't even say the name without laughing. It's so funny. And also, we are well-equipped to cover this show because of our long-standing competition when it comes to mini golf right like mm-hmm. it's perfect for us
1: Oh, I'm looking Ooh. at some clips it actually looks pretty fun
2: okay sorry can I also point out the fact that a super sized miniature golf obstacle course sounds like an oxymoron it's like jumbo shrimp a super sized miniature golf course right am I off base I think holy I'm right moly I know and 3D I'm right.
1: and 2D coming soon.
2: oh holy moly it's 3D and 2D no, I don't think that's how you would. Hold on. Let me try again. Okay. No, please don't. No. Mo- oh.
1: <laughs> okay, go for it. Go for it.
2: Yeah, Steph Curry serves as executive producer and resident yes. golf pro with this. Is he a golf pro?
1: He's a basketball legend. Well, he's No, still I know
2: that. I know that, but...
1: What team is he on? Without looking it up, what team is he on?
2: Uh, No, he's on the Golden State Warriors. Ba-boom. How did you know that? Because, because, uh, I remember when they were like winning a bunch and it was very much in pop culture. And as someone who just exists in the universe, I, I remember
1: when <laughs> they were winning a bunch.
2: <laughs> there was a time when they won a bunch. Oh, and right, I was 33. <laughs> okay. All right. That's enough about Holy Moly 3 oh, yeah, wh- Holy
1: moly. How did we get moly. here?
2: Holy moly. Okay. <clears throat> all right.
1: So, holy moly. Um, what oh, did you Rob think? Riggle? <laughs> yes, what did you oh, think of him as yes. a guest host? Yes, for guest. Panels? I thought
2: I thought he did absolutely fabulous. I think he sort of falls in that same and the, the introduction when he he gets in, introduced is very much along the same lines of the Will Arnett's, the Joel Mchales of the world, of the energy of making fun of Ken. You know, so somebody that can kind of slide in there and really be part of that dynamic, I think will be successful because Ken is such an easy punching bag when it comes to, you know, to making jokes, right? So you had all of the hangover stuff, which you and I forgot that he was in the hangover, uh, which was fun to remember, but I think it worked.
1: Yeah, I had to look up to remember and he was the um, he was in the scene where um, in the first movie where they they um, shoot Zach Galifianakis with the taser gun
2: Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, that sounds familiar. Yeah, he's the cop, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It took me Mm -hmm. seven ever to figure it out. But yeah, Mm -hmm. no, he was Mm -hmm. okay. It was fine. It was fine. I think um, in a long list of ranking the judges, which at this point, I do not remember who was on this season. Rob Riggle was good. Rob Riggle was funny. And I think that's Mm -hmm. the key. Last week, was it last week that we had Chrissy Metz? She was good on the guesses. Whereas here, Rob Riggle was horrendous on the guesses, but funny because he worked right. well with the goofiness of everyone else.
2: I thought I thought he worked well with the panel. I've been a fan of Rob Riggle since was, he was on the Daily Show, right? Or was he on the Colbert Report? Whatever. He was uh Yeah, he was on the Daily Show. He was uh, one of the correspondents on the Daily Show and I felt oh. like Oh. I felt like, yeah, okay, I vibe with him. So then to have him here. Good fit.
1: Good fit indeed. You know what else is a good fit when you can fit three porcelain dolls into the same thing? That's a Russian doll for you. Liana, take it away.
2: Oh, okay. I felt like the clues this week, mm, I hesitate actually to call them clue packages. So for example, the Russian dolls, while I enjoyed it because we got to see the costume cam, where, you know, it was, oh, what they see with inside. It was just a lot of banter and, oh, I wouldn't be here without my team and, you know, yada, yada, yada. So I felt like the clues really fell under that side. The one super clue we got was who the contestants are a fan of. So for the Russian Dolls, that was Weird Al Yankovic. And I'm not mad at it because at this point, I think we know, I think we know who everybody is. And it would I don't think it's necessarily a waste of time to do this kind of stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that um we're pretty much at the end of the barrel for the clue packages, so it makes sense. I, I mean, they pretty much um talked about having to focus on their wrist choreography because they can't really move around in the costumes, right? And like, and,
2: oh, it's like wearing a sandbag, blah blah blah, yeah, like th- really heavy, can't move.
1: And then I love that they're like, the advantage is the panel doesn't know how many of us fit in here. It's like, they already know it's three of you. Like, there's no yeah, world <laughs> where they think there's more or less of you. So And
2: then they tried to show, oh, there's four of them. No. No.
1: No. There's and, not and, four so, of them. and that kind of, we can talk about the performance with that as the segue. So they do, I'm still standing by Elton John. There's a Union Jack motif. I like the piano on stage. And I mm-hmm. thought, like, the glasses were a good goofy fit to them. It was funny. Um, But I felt like the performance was fine. It missed Razzle Dazzle for me. And the part that really did not need to be there and just kind of felt like it was clunky and awkward was Mm -hmm. when the Men in Black dragged in the fourth like the big Russian doll that doesn't have feet. And they just kind of like moved it from the right side of the stage to the left side of the stage. And it just felt like it just got cut in the middle of the act. And I didn't care for it. And eh, it was okay. It was. Let me preface this. It was okay, but that is comparing it to everything else we saw on the night. Because this right. is the best final five we've had ever, in my opinion.
2: I have been so impressed with this season, and I've really been having such a great time. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is indicative based on this night's performance where we're here to criti- Like, uh, I I would agree with you. I thought that it was it was fine i think it didn't quite show off their range in the way that maybe they wanted it to i did like the elton john glasses and the although chicken feathers the chicken feather boas but it didn't quite have that oomph that we need in such a competitive season with such standout performers and that was where i felt like it fell short and again, like you said, with the bringing the fourth doll across, it's kind of that gimmick of, oh, but how many are there? We're going to pretend like we're rolling a fourth one across the stage when we know we don't get that. Come on. Like, we, 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 we know at this point. So that's why I'm happy that they went here, both because of the performance and because I'm I'm the gimmick. It, you know, everything needs to come to an end at the right time. And I feel like this was their time
1: yeah it made sense to me. I think ultimately for me, um when you're also if there's three of you, I feel like there's that more expectation that you're gonna blow us out the water um and I just yeah, I felt okay. I felt okay about this performance, all things considered mm-hmm. and and there's only so much you can do to lean on a gimmick before it gets played out um so there was no like there's no more illusion of how many of you are there this close mm-hmm. to the end. Um, It all comes down to performance on the night. And while I didn't think it was a bad performance, I think comparing it to the other four, um, it was not as good. And we'll get to the, I, the remaining four to talk about it.
2: I think one thing that having three of them there is they're able to harmonize. They can have these really beautiful backing vocals. But mm-hmm. I... <laughs> I think in general, people don't really pay attention to those types of things that give the performances depth because they're a little bit more subtle. And because it's a stage performance and there's like, you know, all the razzle dazzle going on, those little subtleties don't really stand out. So the added benefit of having multiple people as a percentage, I guess, like just doesn't have as big of an impact, especially when we see the other performers having backing tracks so they can create Mm -hmm. that artificially it's not like chameleon for example right owls and him singing everything and since that's allowed you kind of lose the benefit of having the extra people so while technically I can appreciate what they did it just doesn't have that same oomph and that same pop as some of the other performances
1: I co-sign all of that with you we're on the same page here then we get to the comments of the judges and my comments. I mean, there's not much else going on there. Th- this week's gimmick is: Hi, um, you have fan mail. We're gonna bring you your mail, but we're not gonna open it. We're gonna make you open it, but we're gonna deliver the fan mail to you. Um, do you have any thoughts well, about because this it's, it's a felony? Uh, exactly. It's a
2: felony to open up someone else's mail. So I'm happy that they are just <laughs> abiding by the law. I. I think maybe I missed this, but it's just generic fan mail, right? It's not written by anyone in particular.
1: No, no, it's not written by anyone in particular. And it's just like subtle clues with like some of the verbiage or vocab use.
2: Okay, right. Because I noticed it with Piglet. There was a Drew Drew was one of the words that was used Drew Lachey, I think was supposed to be the reference. Yeah, Uh, this is where they've turned the clue packages into these kinds of things. I'm fine mm. with it. I also like the nesting mailboxes that they did for. That was a fun touch. I like that. I like <laughs> that Rob
1: Riggle belt. joked and then it happened.
2: Right. <laughs> he should be a producer on the show.
1: <laughs> um what did you think of the golden pillow that suddenly makes an appearance here with Nicole?
2: Oh, that came out of nowhere for me. I was watching the episode and then all of a sudden Nicole had this golden pillow. Where did where did this come from? So I'm I miss that. Uh, if that was relevant <laughs> to the plot,
1: I genuinely feel like this is one of those things where I'm going to say I don't remember this. You're going to say you don't remember this, and then someone's going to tweet us and be like, "This was on episode four. Yeah, it was and very I'm just obvious about it. Don't yeah, <laughs> <laughs> do you
2: guys pay attention to the show you literally talk about each week? <laughs> no, we, we pay too is...
1: much attention to the little I, details.
2: Do you, do you think there's some sort of reverse situation where it's almost if you spend too much time on something, you forget it? You got to spend the appropriate amount of time on something. Honestly, no, you know what it is? Oh, yeah. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I'm changing the subject. So you go first. I was
1: going to say, honestly, with like 90 Day Fiance for me, I do feel that way. I feel like because now, especially it's all year round mm-hmm. because my focus is always on it, I'm constantly losing information and not retaining information and it's brutal. Uh, whereas, I think- like, I, I think I need the breaks and but you need like the little bursts of here's the show. Okay, show's gone. Here's the next season.
2: Because then you reflect and you remember. So I think my mm-hmm. issue is is that we cover the show. I take all the you know take the notes, digest it, whatever, and then I just spit it all back out at you. <laughs> and it's, it just le- it leaves my brain because I podcast about it. That's what I'm gonna go with. Okay, but I feel neither like here nor there.
1: there's been moments on this podcast where I'll talk about something and then I'll reference a uh, contestant on season three to discuss a performer on season five and then I think to myself as I'm speaking like damn Puya, you really know what you're saying here how did you bring that that's a good reference I really love
2: good job moments. me yeah that's that meme of giving yourself a medal it's you but you're giving yourself the medal have you seen that
1: I I mean I can picture it yes
2: yeah yeah so okay now let. can I pull back the curtain a little bit so uh, we watched this episode live and when the Russian dolls clue was read, and "Love You to the Moon and Back" was said, I go, "Haha, it's Savage Garden." So then Ken Jong goes, "Aha, it's Savage Garden," and it was very embarrassing for me.
1: You and Ken Jong are the same person. I don't know. And we're how... both
2: doctors, so
1: yeah, smart <laughs> doctors and f- uh, funny to some.
2: I yeah, depends on who you ask.
1: but yeah so with all the golden pillow and everything Nicole says Moon Mbop Hanson which Mm -hmm. okay cool I'm taking Leona's word for this at this point because I do not know who Hanson is so then we go over to your favorite of mine the Black Swan coming in the Black Swan's time did you feel like this episode was edited weirdly
2: in what way
1: I feel like there were a couple pauses in the middle of the, perform- the commercial break right before the piglet starts singing. Um, the the segues from one performance to another felt like there was barely any segue. It was very weird. I don't know.
2: Yeah, There were definitely some ad breaks at places where I felt like normally there would not be an ad break. So if that's what you're talking about, yes.
1: Yes. Okay. So okay. the Black Swan's clue package...
2: Wait, 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 Sorry. Hold on. Before we go about that, uh, the other Ken guess was the Bare Naked Ladies. I would... I would. Hmm, I'm trying to think of an appropriate way to say this. Be very excited if the very naked ladies oh God. were well, to ever. What's the inappropriate way be, to say I, it? I can't. I can't. I can't. It's inappropriate. What? I. I it's not appropriate. Anyway, I'd be very oh excited. God. You I'd flood it? my basement. <laughs> That's the most you. appropriate I hate so way much. I can think I of hate, to say I it. I
1: hate you so much. Why? <laughs> we knew. We knew what you meant. I'm,
2: because I love the very naked ladies, and that'd be so fun. Ugh! Oh, they'd be, I mean, they'd be immediately recognized. So, but,
0: well.
1: you can, you can and, plus, segue us.
2: I guess they're not all that. I mean, they're not really all vocalists. Okay. So, <clears throat> they did those like quarantine jamboree songs on their YouTube page that was really fun during the beginning days of quarantine, really helped me get through it. Black Swan. <laughs> oh, holy moly. Three. Wait, what was it? Holy moly! 3D and 2D. It's the Black Swan coming out of your TV. Is that good?
1: What accent is that?
2: I don't. I don't. I don't know. It's a little bit like old timey. Here is she. <laughs> ah, we're gonna go watch the television. She. Okay, Black Swan. Help me.
1: So Black Swan says this is a rendition of my song I love. Their super fan clue thing is share. Okay, And then we start the performance and it's this beautiful black and white with red highlights motif right out the gate that I enjoyed every bit of. And then we get the Ed Sheeran tune. Do you know what the name of the song is?
2: Uh, Thinking Out Loud.
1: Yes. So it's her own rendition of Thinking Out Loud. I thought it was an interesting take. Her voice is phenomenal throughout this performance but i wasn't crazy about this rendition of the song like i recognized her vocal prowess in it and like her voice was great in it but i yeah. didn't like the the costume her voice wore doing this performance if that makes sense
2: i was terrified that she was going to go home because <laughs> i know especially after piglet's performance there was a little voice in the back of my head Per- mentally preparing myself if the black swan went home she's like Leon, it's okay everything's gonna be okay mm-hmm. just it's a, it's just a television show because i especially the first mm, i would say maybe 20 seconds or so felt so off and again nothing to do with her or her vocal performance per se but it was just a weirdly mixed version of Thinking Out Loud so you know she says it's her own rendition so and she loves it and um, mm, not exactly my favorite but <laughs> I think that's kind of where I felt about the whole thing
1: uh, yeah so it's weird because I feel like I'm not I don't know if I'm describing it right but it's like saying I loved the sandwiches I loved the sandwiches at Five Guys but I didn't like the Five Guys sandwiches were delightful but I didn't like the this Five Guys restaurant that I went into Does that make sense? No. Like I liked her vo- I thought she did a vocally great performance here so I wasn't <laughs> worried about her leaving but I was very worried about the um the, the 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 found the song the, what? the, the whatever no i, I
2: think know. i think if you're coming up with a sandwich analogy i think it's that i like i like in general meatballs but i don't want to eat a meatball sub
1: mm, no that's not what i'm saying yeah. it's like it's like <laughs> i like meatballs but i don't like no the no it's like when they come to the they come to the table like everything to your satisfaction you're like yeah i love five guys but this branch this branch is not it i'm not loving this branch there's something off about this branch but the sandwich is delicious right now sandwich is great love the sandwich not completely okay i don't yeah, know so the, i there's something it. else so, but all
2: right fun, you yeah. know whatever what are we a food podcast and to go listen to doughboys all right yes <clears throat> It was fine. Again, vocally, she's very strong. We've been new about that whole thing. The performance, the background dancers and stuff were a little weird. I was just too confused by the song to really pay attention.
1: (laughs) I think there's no universe that anybody except for the Chameleon leaves next week. I just feel like her, the Piglet, and the Yeti are so strong that I don't see... The chameleon potentially writing it out, but it's stuff like this that could cause the chameleon the, to be in the final three. If one of the other three pick a rendition of a song that might not hit, that could mm-hmm. be the deal breaker. That could be the make the change. <sighs> and we'll discuss it when we get to the chameleon because I do think the chameleon has a strategy that is going to work.
2: Mm. I feel like we've said this before, but song choice is so critically important. Oh, yeah. And this is one of those moments for me that you can have to me, the front runner of the competition, make a, you know, decent, but at this stage in the game, questionable song choice and gives Liana nerves about her leaving potentially
1: <laughs> nerves,
2: nerves. you know, uniqueness <laughs> you know. nerves.
1: You okay. Know. Speaking of nerves no um anyway so the black swan then has a clue package letter thing her letter is feathered and it says you're mega talented I would never forget you on Oprah Uh, you got the major recognition that you deserve
2: good for her yeah do you know what this is with relation Jojo I mean I'm sure Jojo was on Oprah Yeah, everyone's on Oprah (laughs) Oprah Okay, let's see. Yes, she's performed, it seems, multiple times.
1: What's a recent recognition?
2: Oh, I see. The Oprah Winfrey show contacted her, inviting her to perform. So okay. she performed as a very young child.
1: Mm, I see, I see, I see. Mm. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. So,
2: ooh, here's a radio interview. JoJo shares what she really likes in bed. Oh, my. Let's watch that.
1: Can you keep your eye on the on the the pod,
2: ma'am? <laughs> Fine.
1: Okay. So the guesses go: Dua Lipa for Ken Jong, Normani for Robin Thicke. None of them mentioned JoJo, which makes me feel about make me feel more comfortable about the night because JoJo's name was not mentioned.
2: Mm-hmm. I think someone brought cause, did someone tweet at us that that someone had mentioned had been JoJo before. before? Yeah. Yes, so, that everyone had been mentioned. But I not today. No. <laughs> that's what matters.
1: Not today. I want to uh acknowledge that comment because I do remember when Omarion was brought up, but it was so like it could be this person or this person or this person and then Robin Thick moved on. Like it wasn't like a that was his solid guess of the night kind of thing. Right? But mm-hmm. that was that's still a record like that's still a recognition or a mention which I think is canon and I'm glad the uh, listeners pointed it out.
2: Nick Cannon.
1: Okay. No. A- A- All right. I'm Winnie the Pooh, and you are Piglet. So you talk about the Piglet now.
2: <laughs> oh, oink, oink. All right. The. Okay. The Piglet's Clue Package. What happened in the Piglet's Clue Package? Nothing really. It was just. Uh, I'm going to do something that's never been seen before on The Masked Singer, right? That was that whole setup thing, the right? What else happened?
1: Watch The Masked Singer with their little one. And when they asked their little one who they should go as, the little one said, Oh, the that's pig, right. In like the first season. And then it's wild that he is now here as The Piglet. The all time idol thing was Bruce Willis. Uh, oh, that was right. pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was pretty much it. And then. Which the is performance- actually pretty
2: wild because that was what season yeah it was season 1 when they was watching a pig and then he came in we know last minute and if the pig was just a costume that they had had it's fate so that's pretty cool and yeah. it's got the whole like propeller hat thing i feel like that's very kid centric
1: i love that you explained the reference um because it was needed
2: i mean you're a welcome because well, i look we go through things. Sometimes we forget that he was a last-minute replacement to come in. So it's not like he came in saying, okay, I want to be the... I mean, maybe he did. But because there wasn't a whole lot of time, it's highly likely that he just had to fit into another costume.
1: Am I wrong? No. Am I wrong? No.
2: Okay. Thank you. So... Okay. 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 So anyway, the piglet My my face, my jaw dropped when the piglet started with the whole opera moment. I, I was baffled because I felt like I had been critical of the piglet's singing capability in the past. And so for him to bust this out, I don't know if he's operatically trained, classically trained, but this could have fooled me very 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 impressive. I'm also very happy with the choice for him to only do it for the first part and then swing into superstition by Stevie Wonder because it was this initial captivating moment showed off his vocal range, showed off his capability and then went into something that's maybe more along the lines of the razzle dazzle. Of course he's still doing a great job singing, but it also has the the razzle and the dazzle.
1: Yeah, so I've been um I've been like in a beatbox Rabbit hole the last month or so. I've watched Mm -hmm. a lot of beatbox battles and they do this a lot in beatboxing where they'll like start it off like the first immediate 15, 20 seconds of their allotted 90 seconds. They'll start off with a technical beatboxing that is recognized for not necessarily its entertainment factor, but just how good it is. And then they dive into the entertainment side, the more I'm going to make the popular music type of thing. So it felt the exact same way here. The opera was so captivating but then we still got so much razzle dazzle with performance afterwards with the evil Wonder tune. This was literally the best performance of the night for me. I think it, personally it's the Piglet's best performance um yet and I uh, this to me makes the Piglet way more of a front runner than the Piglet might have been before.
2: I had the exact same feeling. I this may be the high. This is the peak and then There's a little bit of a drop off after this, but based on this performance, I thought it was the best performance of the night. I was captivated the whole time. I was on the edge of my seat, really, with it. And that uh, reemphasizes for me how tight this race is.
1: Yeah, which I hate because I don't again, I don't like the piglet costume.
2: (laughs) If I have to look at the winner, the piglet. You're gonna be devastated. Like, think about
1: all the iconic costumes that have lifted that trophy, right? You've got the monster, lovely mm-hmm. costume, the fox, amazing costume. Um um Night Angel. Night Angel, sorry, I couldn't remember the name of the the, and the, the sun. costume. Yeah, the Night Angel and the Sun both also amazing, amazing costumes. The Piglet cannot be there. <laughs> There's no world. There's no world where the piglets there. There's just no Night world.
2: Angel, Night angel has a weird face though. Night Angel did not
1: have a weird face.
2: Yeah, because the mouth was open.
1: Let me look and at it, it looked again. weird. Uh looking at the Night Angel. Oh, the Night Angel did kind of have a a scary No, you know what? The Night Angel looks good. I like the Night Angel. hmm Yeah, no, the Night Angel looks good to me. The sun. Okay, rank them. Rank the four right now.
2: The monster, okay, wait, 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 sorry. Are we going based on the costume? Uh, Just only the costume. That's all we're allowed to look at.
1: Yes.
2: (sighs) That's really tough because the monster, it's hard for me to separate out because I love the monster so much and I loved all of the little outfit changes that they did for the monster. So it's really hard for me to not put the monster first, even though I know in my heart of hearts, it's not the best costume.
1: I'll tell you who's last for me.
2: The night angel.
1: No, the sun is last for me.
2: <gasps> How dare you? I
1: hated the upside down face. I just hated it. I didn't like that. Every think- other part of the sun's costume is great. But between that, the upside down face, and then there were one or two moments where the the little sun cape in the background was not symmetrical. Yeah, it's an easy decision for me. Okay. And I, think, I still think the sun's costume was amazing. But
2: there I mean they're all I mean they're all really good except for the the penguins and the orcas were both not up to par okay here's my official ranking and this is setting all my monster love aside it goes the fox it's just dope the sun monster night angel
1: okay in that order wow Wow. the monsters third
2: I know but that's because I, I think that the sun's costume is so gorgeous it's so pretty But the monsters, I look. I have my little baby monster right here. It's so cute. Whatever. No one cares about this. Move on.
1: No one cares. You do. You know. You say no one cares about this, but what? People care about the nuanced discussion of a piglet beating a (laughs) chameleon in a (laughs) show where we don't know who the celebrities are and the clues are ridiculous and Nick Cannon's wearing a pink panther suit.
2: As Rob Riggle says, this is a ridiculous show but I yeah, love I, it anyway. That was
1: a bold declaration from Rob when he hosts a giant mini-golf 3D and 2D show.
2: Yeah, very much that. Those in glass houses. Okay, Rob, because literally you have something called Holy Moly Holy Moly 3D and 2D. And then they had Holy Moly 2, the sequel, which I'm surprised it wasn't called the Shwequel, but I'm fine with that as well.
1: Is it run no. by Alvin and the Chipmunks?
2: <laughs> yeah, that was the. That's the joke. It's funny. You're funny. I, <laughs> I'm so topical with my references. I made mean, an Alvin and the Chipmunks reference, so right. I'm pretty much a genius and the best podcaster out there. Mm, yeah. No Speaking need to debate topical, that.
1: Let's apply um, these guesses Ew. to judges. I don't know. Oh. Just let me let me segue Speaking us out of, of this. Topical, I've got a doing. rash. <laughs> what?
2: <laughs> it doesn't matter.
1: How is it a segue? How?
2: Um, no. Oh, speaking of topical, I'm itching to get into the gl- the gases. That's
1: worse. That is worse.
2: No, <laughs> is that worse?
1: You made it be about the body.
2: You said topical
1: and apply, and I was going to move on.
2: Yeah, that makes me yeah. think of cream.
1: I. Hate you. you do this on purpose. You know that, right? Like it's very obvious what you're doing.
2: <laughs> I just. I just speak the words that pop into my brain.
1: See, it's the joke police coming after you for being unfunny.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. All right. I'm off.
0: That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So the guesses go as follows.
1: Jenny said Justin Timberlake. Ken Jong said Jeremy Renner. And Robin Thicke nails it with Nick Lachey. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the um, the fan mail said, whether on my TV or headphones, I'm lucky to have met you in the 90s. 98s to be exact. Degrees to be precise. Here you go. Oh. Or like, it, it was also in the 90s, so easy, easy done.
2: Yeah, they're really just telegraphing this one, aren't they?
1: They're, I mean, here's the thing, though. We've figured it out. Doesn't mean that it's easy for everybody. We, got lucky. So, they've, we got lucky, but they're
2: in the realm of boy bander. How know, do like, all these 90s... Okay,
1: here's the thing for me, right? Outside of the whole love is blind side of the clue packages, I wouldn't have known this is Nick Lachey, because I didn't listen to Nick Cliche because I do not, I've never listened to 98 degrees. So it would have been out of my element. I got lucky. That's why mm-hmm. I know. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like some people, it's the other way around. Some of them might not know. There's more people like me. I don't know. I don't know. But yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think it's obvious <laughs> and I okay. stand by that.
1: So what a show off.
2: How dare you?
1: Yeah. Ugh. Well, it's abominable how confident you are that you know everything but
2: this it. Next that was a performer good one nothing That nothing good
0: like that it's the yeti if I,
2: in- if I interrupt the good transition does it still count that's no my because bad.
1: like i'm trying to firm it and you're like it's good it's good it's a great one. Oh, that's good, good yay <laughs> all right so yeti spaghetti ready here comes the yeti and the yeti's clue package they talk about being the last wild card standing which round of applause for the yeti uh, the Eddie also says that each week they're trying to show a new side to themselves. They, they're pretty sure they're the only masked singer to have skate, uh, roller skated which you have. It's mm-hmm. true. But stop bringing it up now. Go do something else. But no, they love the masked singer. They like the not having the pressure of wanting to be perfect. They're going to show us another new side to themselves and that is a country song that they've never even karaoke before. And then the person whom they have a fandom link thing with is Diddy. Diddy helped reach Help me reach the top of the mountain. Okay. Mm. Now, would you like to take it away on the performance of it all?
2: Top of the snow mountain. One thing I noticed for the very first time. Watch. Well, I don't know. Maybe I miss saw it. But I think the eyes of the Yeti costume light up.
1: Oh, they Is do. That, they absolutely. Has, do.
2: has it been that way?
1: Yes. That's <laughs> not I new. just
2: never noticed. Great. Well, it was news to Liana. So I thought that that was really cool. I think it was because when they opened on the performance, it was very dark and they had a, a close-up shot of the face. So mm. whatever. Fine. And then they had the whole thing with the, the fire, which I thought was a really nice touch because I think if you're going to do a song like Bless the Broken Road by Rascal Flatts, it's nice to then match that energy with the the actual onstage performance of it all. And I thought that this was a really well done job for, I guess, I don't know if the Yeti makes the decisions, but the production crew. I thought it matched well. And then with the Yeti doing a great job with the song, I felt it brought it all together.
1: Yeah, So I think that the Yeti is doing a lot and doing all of it well. I don't think there's a weak spot in the Yeti's game at the moment. I really don't even because I think the Yeti does something here that is risky for the Yeti, similarly to how the black Swan did something that was risky for the black Swan. And mm-hmm. I think in the battle of who did it better on the night, I think the Yeti did it better on the night, but um, the Yeti has been a front runner for me the minute we heard the Yeti speak. And, and yeah. that's not shown any signs of falling. <sighs> and I think on the night, I would give, I don't think, yeah, on the night, I think ultimately because the piglet blew my socks off because I didn't expect it from the piglet, the piglet Mm -hmm. gets a nod. But the Yeti's been the same consistent Yeti from the beginning and is trying something new every time, which is good because I feel like the Yeti's collecting get out of jail free cards. So in the event that the Yeti has, let's say, a subpar performance next week, you will remember, well, he still was the only one who roller skated. The Yeti did a rap song. The Yeti did a country song. The Yeti's doing everything. So that is a good thing to have in your back pocket moving forward.
2: I I feel the same way about the Black Swan that I felt she has built such a strong diverse set of performances Mm -hmm. that this maybe didn't like me personally I didn't appreciate it as much but it was able to potentially carry her through. Agreed. Now I okay I feel oh my god I was about to say I feel like Taryn because the fact that the Yeti came in late meaning that the Yeti overall had to do less performances it's the Uh technicality of it all that makes me feel like Taryn and it's like I'm gonna rank whatever the fact that the Yeti didn't have to do as many performances Mm -hmm. to me I would give the Yeti a lower score in the stock watch because of the fact that we haven't had to see as much from the Yeti and I'm The Yeti is crawling up there where I'm feeling a little bit more confident with the Yeti winning the whole thing just based on what he's been able to do so far in the competition. But In Mm. the back of my mind, I am always thinking that that these other competitors had to do what two more performances than the Yeti did, because I wonder if the Yeti had to put out two more performances, are they going to be able to hit the same?
1: Yes, I think so. So here's the thing. But
2: but that's what I would say. But see, that's the thing is that the Black Swan up until this week, I would say, yeah, of course, that she could do a million performances and they're all going to hit the same. But no, you have a misstep because I think when you have to do so many performances, the opportunity for mistakes increases just percentage wise because you're doing more performances.
1: Yes, but so my thing is that it's clear the Yeti is also going out of their way to prove themselves because of how big. big and bold the decisions are to be doing diverse things and having diverse features in your repertoire because when I look at it I'm looking at the, the, the episode list right it's not like the game of Big Brother where oh someone who comes in week two or three has had to do less gaming than the week one person because here it's pretty much voted out on strength anyways so we always knew you look at the first four the Yeti was going to beat all four of those performers anyways and I, I I hear what you're saying with like if you have to do 12 performances you're gonna run out of material maybe but also the Yeti's a a the performer through and through every person left in the final four is a musician and is someone who has had to do the hustle like day in day out years on end so I don't think but they're gonna run out.
2: The Black Swan did three performances before the Yeti even did one. Yes. So if you're looking at a portfolio, how do you normalize that for number of performances? Because I would say, okay, well, if the Yeti can turn out five or six really solid performances, that's great. Or let's say they have one misstep. The Black Swan also yeah. only has one misstep. The Black Swan has been able to do more strong has had on total stronger performances because she's had to do more of them. I feel like so, that needs to be factored into the equation.
1: I'm confused. So it, to me, it sounds like when did this become a Yeti versus black Swan in goodness? Well,
2: I'm, I'm using them as examples, right? But you oh, could, of course yeah. the piglet, the chameleon could also mm-hmm. go into just because I have, a I, I my personal feeling is that those two are the strongest. And are the two? If I'm if I'm having to rank them, right? The Yeti I would and the go. With, no, the Yeti and the Black Swan. Those would be the two that I would put oh, at my yes, top yes, yes, two. Yes, if yes. if I personally was having to do it, no, no, we because have the same in, top two. In the same way that the Yeti is trying to diversify his portfolio, I would say the Black Swan is doing the same thing. I mean, she did, she did heart, she did Shawn Mendes, she did Whitney Houston, she mm. did didn't she was Stevie Wonder at one point? Kings of Leon, Ed Sheeran. So she is, I think, in the same way, trying to do all of these different artists and all of these different vocal styles to prove that she can do all these different things. Yeah, I don't so remember I, I was going with that, but that's a thing.
1: So here's what I will say is that for me, ultimately, you know, you, you kind of reference the whole stock watch of it all ultimately with the mass singer, it will, to me, it's a case by case basis, meaning that overall performance does matter in some way, shape or form. But in that finale, it really all comes down to the vibe of the room and the song you choose. You think about season two and um, the Rottweiler hits us with, This rendition of Alive by Sia, which was just so amazing, so Mm -hmm. breathtaking. But then the Fox comes out and does a mashup with like a freestyle rap in the middle. That's all linked to the Fox. And that's like that extra bit of Razzle Louds. You need to take the win. And like, there's like a little bit of dance solo in there. So it really like that last performance is going to be what takes it for whoever is at the final three for me. Um, I guess
2: that's true that this is it's sort of in in drag race now with the lip sync finale it's just mm -hmm. get to the finals and then once you're in the finals then everything that you did before that it doesn't matter because you just have to execute the lip syncs which I think is half true which I also think is half true here as well so mm -hmm. yes I hear you I hear what you're saying and I do think that that's part of it is that the emphasis is put on the final performances but Sure, a little bit of stock goes into what happened before.
1: Yeah. So, like, this to use another example, real quick. It's like, um, you know how Texas Hold'em's played, right?
2: Uh, 21, baby.
1: No, that's blackjack. Right? So, yikes. <laughs> no. So, the way Texas Hold'em works, Liana, is every per, or the, the way, the specific way I've played it is every player's dealt two cards and then. Using those two cards, they put oh, yeah, five yeah, cards yeah, down yeah, the yeah, middle, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. And the river and, and the run and all that. Yeah, right? I got and you that. have to that.
1: make the best five card hand with the five in the middle, meaning yeah, yeah. And
2: you have two cards two end up not being in your
1: hand. So I feel like yeah. if you look at it from that perspective, too, is that arguably, yes, the Yeti might not have six performances to show for it. But then that means that the four best performances of the black swan will be ca- counted and the four best piglet ones will be counted. So in a way, not having those extra performances that can be overlooked might be a bad
2: thing. I guess so. Anyway, I, it just is something that popped into my brain.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a good discussion. It's a good discussion. It's This is all to say and also to preface. We like all of these people here. <laughs> There's no one yeah. I hate. And if any four of them win, I'm happy. Except for the piglet costume. But that's
2: mm-hmm. it. Okay.
1: Uh, I forget where we were. Did we talk about the Yeti's performance? I guess we did talk about the Yeti's performance. So then, um, I, yeah. So I loved the, the Yeti starting the performance at the campfire. I thought that was phenomenal. The Yeti has this weird dagger my, microphone, which was great. And then I'm a big sucker for when the floor is cloudy and the mm-hmm. Yeti had that. And I liked that a lot. And in the fan mail, um, the Yeti was called a quadruple legend.
2: Yeah. Which, a triple threat. Nah. Mm-hmm
1: singer, dancer, actor and a fourth thing that I know is also there for Omarion
2: what would that that fourth thing be? is that a B2K Uh, reference? four, quadruple, four, quad four of them?
1: well I'll tell you a B2K reference, Uh, Diddy um, was on a B2K track known as Bump Bump Bump, a three three bumps Uh, So there. But no I mean Omarion does a bunch of stuff. It makes complete sense that it would be a quadruple. Um, And then I thought the step up clue was also a nod to a dance movie but it was to You Got Served. Not Mm -hmm. to whoever said Channing Tatum. Was it Robin? He needs his his guessing license revoked after that one.
2: As Frail Mary likes to say you need to get your eyes checked.
1: (laughs) Get your eyes checked. Get your eyes Um, checked. Singer, songwriter, rapper, actor, and dancer is his first line on Wiki.
2: Oh, all right, that's four things. That counts. That's
1: five things.
2: Oh, I can't count.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So I guess yeah, actor, dancer, singer, and rapper becomes the fourth one. Yeah. Well, then songwriter is written here too.
2: Oh, so oh, okay. Well, yeah, but singer, rapper—I guess it depends. You could end up lumping those into one category. I've
1: written a song before.
2: Okay. Good.
1: Then I'm a, don't patronize me.
2: You wanna you want me to write you a Wikipedia page and see if they keep it up? And they won't no, take it down, I, I I'll write deserve songwriter a Wikipedia on it.
1: But no, don't write songwriter. I, I'm so much more like my credentials there's better things than songwriter for me personally, I feel like.
2: Are you are you a septuple threat?
1: I would say maybe a quintuple threat.
2: <laughs> oh, okay. Just yeah. right, of course.
1: Yeah. I feel like sextuple is too many for me.
2: I'm an octuple baby octuple threat
1: all right relax can you name all eight right now
2: scientist engineer podcaster yoga enthusiast
1: yeah see there you go yoga enthusiast is not part of a like threat thing it's just not it's like, yeah I'm a I'm a I'm a worker and I'm a provider and. I like French fries. Like that's not a thing.
2: Food consumer.
1: Like maybe if you were on the show next, it would be like your last Chiron for your threat. Yoga enthusiast.
2: Holy holy moly fan.
1: <laughs> what do you think they call the the fan? Like a holy moly head? No.
2: Oh no, you're a holy molar. <laughs> <laughs> And then they wear these little hats and they wear little hats that have, it's a golf putter on top of the hat. And there's a little hole and it's, and it's like, I'm a holy molar. Okay. That's weird.
1: You really weird. embarrassed yourself with that one, huh?
2: That's one of my <laughs> threats. <laughs> Make situations awkward. Doesn't know when to stop talking.
1: It's not awkward. <laughs> See the silence. Now this she was said. awkward. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I on I purpose waited it out. I was like, she's not gonna uh, say oh. anything after this. Uh,
2: yeah, but that's why I didn't say anything. Oh whatever. Oh my gosh. We just I, I'm a comedian. I am not really a comedian. Some sometimes semi funny person. Perhaps. So that's me.
1: So Robin Thicke loses his guessing license by guessing Channing Tatum. Ken John guesses Twista, which was also one that would be worth losing your license over. And then Jenny McCarthy goes with Neo, who not going to spoil their placement or their season. But Neo has been on a Masked Singer, not in the U.S. I will not tell you Mm which iteration, so you won't get spoiled at all. But that's the Mm -hmm. thing you know now. Good for you. Uh the cloodle comes in and says, Well, huh, huh, I am the cloodle doo, and you will find me out the next week. Yeah, you
2: really hate the cloodle do
1: It's stupid. It's just I'm over the cloodle do. Okay. I'm just over it. I'm over it. I'm over it. I'm over it the I don't Cloodle-Doo,
2: mind them. I don't mind. It's it's
1: dumb. It's the cloodle dude did a whole lot of nothing. And watch, it's gonna be um Jenny McCarthy's husband. Like I'm sure it's gonna be Jenny McCarthy's husband. <laughs>
2: I still think it's Will Arnett and it's going to be a tie into Lego Masters. That's well, what I I like very much firmly believe this and even next week when he gets unmasked and it's not Will Arnett, I'm going to say it should have been Will Arnett.
1: I for me I just I just feel like it's for sure um Donnie Wahlberg because when I think about it, I'm like they literally had a wildcard cl- spot filled up with Nick Cannon. They would have definitely gone in-house to get someone to do this role which is a non-singing role. Um, you bring someone that you wouldn't want in a single role. I do think the mention of maybe so. Jamie Foxx is a good thing, too. But Jamie Foxx has more class than to do this.
2: Ah, uh, maybe I could see him doing the no, little no. do.
1: If, if Jamie Foxx is on the show, he's gonna sing, he, he was is. a
2: guest already.
1: Yeah. But if he's on the show as like a performer, he's going to sing. He's not going to be the cluckety cluck. I am here again to let you know that you missed this super clue. And today's clue, (laughs) we're looking at it. They'll make a better panelist than you. (laughs) Why
2: why do you sound like Barney? (laughs) (laughs) That's a goofy. No, that's goofy. (laughs) Gorge. I think part of the whole cluckle cloodle do thing was that it came in such like badass and it's, oh, I'm cloodle do. I don't, I can't do
1: it. (laughs) Why is cloodle a smoker now?
2: Uh, It's very stressful, his position, all right? And, you know, there was the whole, the takeover and it's all dark and there's all the images or whatever. And it just, it just is like a guy who just pops in to bother you every once in a while so it's not very threatening
1: I don't like that the cloodle dude did come in as a badass of like ooh the the enigma that is the cloodle dude what is the cloodle dude gonna do next and then the judges treat him like such a joke Robin Thick literally said he's going to deep fry the cloodle dude so it's like, I'm like, now you're a clown. They made you seem like a clown. I wish they would have like leaned into, ooh, what's going to happen next with the Cloodle? They just like, they kind of nothinged him. And I feel like that made me nothing him.
2: I guess so. <laughs> oh, I don't know. How, well, I don't know how. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, tune in next week and we'll find out who the Cloodle do is.
2: I'm putting my money on Will Arnett.
1: I'll put it on Donnie Wahlberg.
2: All right. Deal. All
1: right. Lock it in will these count as the golden ears or something? Sure. I don't care. Liana, why?
2: Because I think I'm right. Boom. I'm luring you into a false sense of security. Because I'm luring you into a false sense of security. Uh, Whatever. Uh, (laughs) made me out my own strategy.
1: (laughs) See, listen, what I do well is I give you the head start. I lean into the background and then when you don't expect it, I pop up just like a chameleon would. And the chameleon was the last performer of the evening and the chameleons clue package. Chameleon talks about, uh, they knew they weren't a singer. They're here to vibe. They, even with the theater background, they'd never done a performance like this. They definitely leaned into not doing singing because they didn't expect to be good in this group of performers. And their personal hero is Jackie Chan. Alright, Liana. What did I, you think of this final performance?
2: I wonder if the chameleon I I would love to know honestly if the chameleon thought that he was going to make it this far. Uh, uh, honestly, because I think deservedly so i think the chameleon has really been able to drop some really amazing performances on us but just because we haven't seen someone like him succeed and go so deep into the competition i would love that little bit of insight so maybe we'll get that one day but that being said the chameleon's performance drop like it's hot classic classic we love it i thought this was really fun i did notice though the fact that he wasn't singing every piece of it right, and so that took it's, a little bit out for me.
1: Yeah, it's very hard when when he picks a song that he has to censor like every four words. Mm. I feel I felt like this was a difficult feat. But here's the thing, Liana. So I think that the the Chameleons blueprint actually one of the I think um Robin Thicke brings this up. They talk about how every week they see someone trying to go bigger, do something new. The chameleon mm-hmm. stays in their lane and does what they're good and it works. So mm-hmm. I do think that um I do think that the good part of this is that um when it comes to the chameleon, the formula is relatively simple. A, you use a feel good song, a nostalgic song that everyone's gonna vibe to. It's upbeat. You don't miss a beat because you are a rapper and this is what you do. So you know how to go, you know how to follow the flow, you know how to follow the beat, you know how mm-hmm. to set the rhythm, set the vibe, and you just excel and you do a good job. Like no part of this was bad to me. I still preferred the Buster Rhymes tune from the previous week, but right. this, you're not going to go wrong with drop it like it's hot unless you right. watch it, which I don't think was the case.
2: Unless you're the white tiger, some, some situation like that. Oh, right?
1: Yep. Yep. So, exactly.
2: This so, oh, okay. First of all, I completely agree with you that I think that the chameleon has been able to succeed because he does stay in his lane, but that is sort of part of the reason why ultimately, I don't know, maybe because we haven't had someone like the chameleon succeed, but I almost feel Better about giving it to someone who shows more versatility because that's something that I personally value in the winner of The Mass Singer. But at the same time, I think the chameleon has brought something that no one else has been able to consistently bring to the show. And that should mm-hmm. be commended as well.
1: Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I do think that for me, um, what's interesting is that I think the chameleon's doing what the frog was trying to do, but better. Because I think the frog had more razzle dazzle, right? The frog definitely danced more. The oh, frog danced way more. dance way more. Yeah, but the frog's music just sometimes the flow was just awful. Like I, I think back to the Pitbull song, and that did yeah, not that was, work for the frog, oof. right? Yeah. So, I think that what the the chameleon lacks in like physical razzle dazzle, the f- chameleon's making up with using a song that in and of itself is a razzle dazzle of a song, and the background fits it, and the chameleon's outfit is underrated in that the chameleon's oh. outfit is this neon nightclub fun color, so you always assume that there's razzle dazzle and fun there, even if the chameleon's not really
2: moving. I love the chameleon's costume and the fact that the chameleon is. 10 feet tall also really mm-hmm. helps because it's just this this beacon of fun. <laughs> Is that a thing? I don't know, but that's sure. how I feel. And then with the pyrotechnics going off in the background, the performances are always very visually appealing to me.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm looking at the Chameleon's performances from the beginning of the show. Ride With Me by Nelly. Again, oh, yeah. love that song. Next song the Chameleon did was 21 questions Question by 50 Cent. Again, mm-hmm. great song. That two thousand nostalgia in full force. Um, hip-hop by Dead Prez. Again, perfect. Well-known song. Lovely. Um, then it's Regulate by Warren G featuring Nate Dog. Everyone knows this song. Easy done. Put your hands where my eye can see. I think is the one where not everyone's going to know potentially if you're a Busta fan, you already know this. Easy done. And then drop it like it's hot. So literally, and, and I think the Busta rap song to me was his best performance because you don't miss a beat at all. So
2: you know, hmm, Yeah, go yeah. ahead. Well, here's okay. So I think this also partially explains why I thought the chameleon was going to go sooner than he was because he's not showing that versatility. And I'm so used to that being a necessary part of the competition. Or it feels like those who succeed and go far are able to do more than just their lane. And the chameleon hasn't necessarily gone out of his lane but that being said he's executing he's he's driving straight down that lane and he's killing it while he's there so that should and I think that that's the explanation for why he's still here
1: yeah so and I do think this can go one of two ways next week either the chameleon stays in their lane gives us another banger which actually you know what we should maybe think about it and then predict what the song's going to be before we head on out um does that really well, and then makes it. Or every other performer will do something big, and this is where the chameleon just cannot keep up, and will have to succumb to fourth place um, finish. Which mm-hmm. I like my fourth placers on the Masked Singer. You know, the Leopard was a fourth place finisher, so this would be in the same vein of I love this person. So
2: yeah, I think there's there's uh, being huh? on the show was always a fun time. Yes. Alright, I'm, right, so I'm trying to think,
1: things. what song do you think would be what uh, Chameleon hits us with?
2: Uh, Well, I mean, let me look at his <laughs> performances again because, I mean, he's definitely he's staying in a, like, it's a very narrow lane, so I'm sure we can try to guess somebody who's within that lane.
1: Well, I'm looking at, like, my 2000s hip-hop candy yeah, shop by 50 name. Cent as possible. I could see that happening. A little Wayne song is not outside the realm of possibility, and hasn't come up. Here. You know what? I could see six foot, seven foot. I could see that being the song that um.
2: Especially because he already did a Fifty Cent song, and I think right. he's trying to mix it up, right? Um, lean oh, back. Me. Oh, lean back would be good.
1: He already did "Ride with Me." That was the first week.
2: Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Okay. I'm very. I'm um, happy that that was one of his songs.
1: Yeah, by Usher. That's definitely Ooh, in the book. That's 2004. Yeah, that would work. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Yeah, I feel like uh um a DMX song is not outside the realm of possibility. Ooh, tipsy by Jay Kwan would be a great one
2: mm, as well. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, there's a bunch of bangers in here. See, that's what I'm saying. If I hear any of these, I would get so hype. Well, I know, and I know yeah. it's directly to my demographic, like it yeah. speaks to me. But it works. It's a good, it's a good recipe. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. The judges. They make their comments. The mailbox clue is a uh, any friend of Martha Stewart is a friend of mine. They're all like, ooh, Snoop Dogg. But if you think about it, a friend of Martha Stewart's is Snoop Dogg and Snoop Dogg is a friend of Wiz Khalifa's. Right. Boom. Mm-hmm. Connecting Boom. the dots. Easy done. And then Snoop Dogg by Nicole is a very ballsy guess. Blake Griffin is an outrageous guest by Rob Riggle. Absolutely <laughs> outrageous guest by Rob Riggle. This is where I thought, okay, Rob, you were here for the comedy and that's it. Really.
2: Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Look, <laughs> he's trying his best. Yeah.
1: yeah bless. Bless him. Good bless. Um. All right. And then we get to the end. We do the unmasking, and boom! Russian dolls. Your season is closed. Oh. And interestingly enough, instead of take it off, we got twist it off. Do you like twist it off better?
2: I don't understand why it needed to be twisted off it's still take it off right
1: technically you gotta it, twist it off to take it off so yeah, yeah that works exactly yeah, yeah i
2: think twist it off is a subset of take it off right yeah, so if you're gonna take it off you could twist it off you could bop it off you could yeah,
1: you're not gonna catch them off. saying lift it off for um the uh what's it called the other um performers right yeah, they say th- take it off so it should be take exactly. it off i Yeah.
2: Take it off is more general and it encompasses all of the different ways that you maybe need to take the helmet, the headpiece, the top,
1: the headpiece, the top half, the top half,
2: the top, the top, whatever, so that we can see their face. Yeah. Yeah. Take it off.
1: (laughs) So, Liana, what did you have in your vault guess for this one?
2: Okay, I had written down the black crows as my vault guest because at the time I thought there were two their brothers, Chris and Rich Robinson. That was obviously very wrong, but I will say I had a very long list, but Hanson was on that list. Mm -hmm. Oh, I also said Devo, which is actually kind of hilarious because someone guessed Devo at some point. In this yes. episode,
1: Rob Riggle did. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, look, I, it's fine. I also had the Jonas Brothers on there as well.
1: <laughs> so yeah, for me, I had the Jonas Brothers um, uh, in my thoughts, but because I thought it was two people, I actually had Savage Garden.
2: <laughs> uh, no way! Are you serious?
1: <laughs> yeah, because like I'm a big. Oh, that's so funny. I, I loved Savage Garden as a kid for like a year, I think, but they've stuck in my mind since. So. I'm, I'm expecting them to pop up. So when I saw two people, I thought let's eh, uh, Obviously, uh, none of us get this point, but mm-hmm. if there was a point for by episode two, who figured it out? I would give the point to you, but that doesn't
2: mean yeah. this was my full list. The Black Crows, Good Charlotte, Stone Temple Pilots, the Jonas Brothers, Devo and Hanson. Those were is my this,
1: those were my this is a roster, not a list. This is massive.
2: It's six.
1: You had six guesses?
2: No, I locked in the Black Crows as my guess, but I had alternate guesses in case it mattered.
1: <laughs> this is like when you were like, I know who the popcorn is and in this essay, there are 18 guesses that it could be.
2: <laughs> but I've <laughs> narrowed it down to one of these 18. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it.
1: <laughs> well, as far as the judges go, Nicole goes with the cast of Glee. Funny. Funny. Um, But I like the idea that, you know, people could just slide in and out every week. Um, But also then it's like you might as well be playing a different game because it's going to be hard to guess you. Um, But then by the end of the episode, Jenny, Nicole and Rob all said Hanson. Uh, Ken Jong with the Jonas Brothers. Do you have in your notes what Robin went with? Because I did not write Robins down.
2: mm. Didn't he say Sugarland or something extremely yes, embarrassing for him?
1: He said Sugarland. Yes.
2: Man, Robin, did Robin pull the short straw this season, where he's not allowed to give good guesses, or is he just really feeling off? I mean,
1: he's got a couple in his like in mid game, but his end of episode guesses have been pretty horrendous.
2: Oof. I'm telling RB- you. T-
1: yeah, I, th- I think it's a tie between Jenny McCarthy and <laughs> Ken Jong right now for the winner of the mm-hmm. Golden Ear.
2: But that's Obviously. because it only matters what your vault gas is, right it doesn't matter if you switch it at the end exactly no it does right. not it does not so mm-hmm. that brings us that
1: concludes this episode of the mass singer season five episode ten. liana, what mm-hmm. are you up to and where can people find you?
2: watching holy moly three d in two d
1: you can catch me outside on the block watching holy moly three d but in two d. <laughs>
2: I love it okay sorry uh, seriously I am podcasting about nothing right now just podcasting about the mass Singer with you having a great time but I will be again back at some point for whenever All Stars 3 comes back for Drag Race and then just got the go ahead today that's right folks you heard it here first Lego Masters season 2 is coming back June 1st and I'm going to be doing some one off coverage with my wonderful sister to talk about that. So, boom. If you're interested and you want updates on that, you can always follow me on my Twitter at Liana R-H-A-P.
1: Lovely stuff. And Liana does also stream on Twitch here and there under the name twitch.tv slash Lianaism.
2: Yep, Lianaism. That's me.
1: That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. And you'll find me on all major social media platforms. Twitter, Instagram, puyaism twitch.tv slash Puya only. Um, it's been a very fun time here. We, um, 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After is picking up steam. Three episodes in now. Me and Rob got back together and talked about that. You can check that out over on the 90 Day Fiance feed. And of course, it's a delight getting to come here and talk with Liana about Mass Singer every week. And I do stream about three or four times a week now on Twitch.tv slash Puya. Now, before we head on out here, I have two things I want to say. Okay. First thing. Is I want to say a very, very warm thank you to everybody who has left a rating and review for our podcast over on Apple. It really means a lot. It helps people find the podcast. We have smashed our previous goal of 100. We are now at 104 in the US charts. And uh, I want to see if we can end, end the season on 110, hopefully. So if you would like to help us reach that goal, please go over to slash masked singer that's robinsonwebsite.com slash m-a-s-k-e-d-s-i-n-g-e-r it would be very much appreciated we do appreciate all your feedback and if you've made it this far into the podcast thank you thank you so much and in order to celebrate this if you could please to show that you've made it to the end of the podcast send liana or myself or both of us on twitter send us a picture of a golf ball That way we'll know that you're in the know about the holy moly of it all and what's going on there. And it can be a golf ball. It can be a golf club. It could be a mini golf course, anything, anything to do to this, not to the holy moly. We'll know that you did it and we'll appreciate it very much.
2: Yeah, uh, great. (laughs) I'm actually kind of excited. And like I said, I'm all in on holy moly, the week, well, whatever it was. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Alright, now here's the Cloodle-Doo saying bye, bitch, you a do!" till the next episode. Yeah, so the next episode, the Cluedo do is going to get a mask. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Um, and then someone else is going to lose. And then we're going to get to the finale on the 26th of May, the finale of The Masked Woo! Singer Season 5. I can't believe we're already at the end.
2: It's all I, happening. It's all it happening. is
1: all happening. That's it for us here. We hope you have a good weekend. We hope you have a lovely week. Till the next episode. Take care. Stay hydrated. and remember. Sometimes things that appear to be in 3D are actually in 2D. All right. Bye.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh,
2: a book club. Computer solitaire, huh?
0: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.